Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and around the world. Now, storytelling is a driving force in the public relations world today, and we all do it. So question, how do you separate one agency from another to decide who to hire? My guest today says the answer to that and other questions help him chart the next chapter in his WordWrite Public Relations Firm's Evolving Capital S Story. He has quite literally written the book on that topic, and that is Finding Your Capital S Story, Why Your Story Drives Your Brand. He learned storytelling by writing and editing more than 20,000 stories during two decades as a journalist before going into public relations. His career path includes being a racetrack photographer, theater, investigative journalist, wannabe musician, classical radio host, broadcast journalist, White House correspondent, and editor. He spent several years at the global agency of Catchem Public Relations, where his clients included Alcoa, Bridgestone Firestone, and Rutgers University. When he founded WordWrite in 2002, his experience in journalism and public relations convinced him there was a better way to deliver results and that is through storytelling. So joining me today from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is Paul Furiga, President and Chief Storyteller at WordWrite Public Relations. So Paul, thank you so very much for being our guest today. Oh, thank you, Peter. It's an honor to be here with you and with your audience. Oh, thank you. So tell us, let's get started. What is a capital S story, and why is it so important? Well, for people in the PR business, obviously, a majority of our work on a daily basis is about stories. But if you pull back the lens, in business in general, business leaders are sharing stories all day long, every day, all the time. And if you look at the kind of stories they're sharing, I would call them small-ass stories. And frankly, Peter, a lot of the work that's done in PR, I would consider small-s stories. A, a press release about a new feature or a new product, 
uh, and the business world, uh, if somebody's uh, a CEO and trying to get somebody to complete a quarterly task or a daily task, those are small S stories. What's a capital S story? It's the story that rises above all the other stories we share on a daily basis because it answers four fundamental questions. Why would somebody buy from you? Why would somebody work for you? Why would somebody invest in you? Why would somebody partner with you? The answers to those questions define the character and the nature of the organization. And that's true whether you're talking about an agency or agency clients, especially when it comes to agency clients. And in our firm, we work primarily with providers of complex products and services. So think lawyers, uh, accountants, um, healthcare technology companies. We work with smart people who on a daily basis, they are selling to people who aren't as smart as they are about what they do. So to be hired, they have to be able to explain what they do in a narrative format that gets their prospects and clients to hire them and to pay them. And that is our sweet spot and why their capital S story is so important. Mm-hmm. Now, is this something um, that should be taught or is not taught or given more emphasis to, let's say, if you be uh, working on earning a PR degree, have you looked into whether universities are doing that in these curriculums? Yes, I, I have, and it should be taught, and it's generally not. And the frustration for me early in my PR career, Peter, was uh, coming to the realization, uh, and in fact, um, I'm uh, an officer in an international PR agency organization, uh, Public Relations Boutiques International, and just today we were having a conversation about this. Our uh, vice president and member in India PR doesn't have a seat at the table. How often have we heard that? And one of the reasons for that is because the people who are driving the bus when it comes to marketing and communications don't perceive PR to be a strategic endeavor, but it is. Mm -hmm. Storytelling is the original communication medium. There's no batteries required, Peter. All you need is a brain and an imagination, right? And that's that's what we do. So, we developed a process, I wrote the book about it, it's called story crafting, to put us at the front end of the value chain. Instead of having clients come to us and say, I need a press release, or I want to be on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, or I need this, or I need that, some potentially useful, potentially results-oriented tactic, let's start at the top here. Let's unravel the thread on the sweater and understand why do you need to be in the Wall Street Journal? Why do you need to engage in this particular activity? Let's go back to what you're trying to achieve with your business. And I know a lot of folks in in the PR industry over the decades have said that PR is not measurable and you can't demonstrate results. I 110% disagree with that. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that you start that process is by working with your clients to come to agreement on the capital S story. Well, you know, a lot of people should have been, if they have not been doing that, to certainly bring that to the forefront of their pitches, so to speak. And it actually seems to work both ways. Potential clients or those who are seeking some exposure in public relations, uh, by public relations, should be able to explain to people what it is that they do and why it's important that they get involved with my services and or products. So it works both ways, don't you think? 
Absolutely. And, you know, this is as true for agencies as it is for the clients that we serve in the industry. If you go to a website and you can't really tell what the firm stands for, and instead you see a list of things, you know, and I typically see this with integrated firms where they don't really understand PR and where they might have a PR person or two and they're just as happy to sell PR services as they are to charge the client exorbitant fees for making photocopies, right? They don't really care about either one of those things, and they'll do it if the client asks for it. And this is a bulleted list. Press releases, events, media pitching. That's what we do. It's not why we do it. Mm -hmm. Why does your agency exist? Why do your clients exist? What are they trying to do? What's the impact, you know, that they want to make? The famous Steve Jobs quote, he wanted to put a dent in the universe, right? If every agency and every client we serve is just about making the most money from unsuspecting stupid end users, then what kind of a profession are we in, right? Mm -hmm. Most PR people I know, that is not what animates them. They do want to deliver results, right? They want to make their clients happy. And, And as you're suggesting, if... I am a smart person, but I don't know anything about our industry. A list of the features or the services I provide is not going to be enough for me to make a decision. I need to know who are these people at agency A or agency B and which group of people am I more comfortable with? And to me, that comes back to that capitalist story concept. Mm -hmm. So in getting sitting down with potential clients, there has to be some in-depth discussion, to put it as quickly. That is, explain to me why you are good at what you do. It's perhaps one way of of putting that. So you have some, basically you've got to have something to sell that makes sense to people who are on the receiving end of this. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, certainly We've been, you know, WordWrite is 20 years old. We've been talking about story from the beginning. We've been talking about it long enough. And, and, you know, I love our firm, and we have a fantastic team and wonderful clients. We are not Ketchum. You know, we are not Fleischman Hillier. We are not, uh, you know, Edelman. We're not one of the industry giants. I know where we live in the universe uh, of PR agencies. That's fine. But we have our story, right? Mm-hmm. We are explorers, and we are always on the front edge of understanding and developing the kinds of programs and results for our clients that they would expect from somebody who's not going to give them the same answer as, you know, a hundred other agencies, right? Mm -hmm. So the fundamental thing about the capital S story, our our brains are hardwired for story and and our philosophy draws as much from the mythologist uh, Joseph Campbell and the psychoanalyst Carl Jung, as it does from any other source. And what I mean by that is that these sources, these two guys came up with the concept, in Jung's case, of what he called the collective unconscious, which is the idea that all human beings tell the same stories about their lives and their experiences. And Campbell's idea, you know, that the hero with a thousand faces, the, the monomyth, the hero's journey, right? And there's a lot to unpack in that that's relevant in the 21st century in PR. Because, Peter, look, there's fewer and fewer media outlets. There's more and more digital clutter. Mm -hmm. How are we going to break through? How about breaking through by tapping into something that's baked into our biology, which is the power of archetypal stories, and then align that with the unique 
aspects of the client or the agency, right? Mm -hmm. So if I said to you, hey, we got a new client, it's a David and Goliath story. Peter, you don't have to be a biblical scholar to know that David and Goliath is the underdog, Mm -hmm. right? That's an example of an archetypal story. Mm-hmm. So that's how we help our clients break through the clutter and how we ourselves work to break through the clutter by tapping into what already exists in the human brain, which was not designed at the time of Facebook or Twitter and is very old and processes everything in the world around it through the narrative format, mm-hmm. not through a, a Twitter stream, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because I I do think it's important that people understand and look for that's that unusual. You know, what have you done differently and how does that apply to me and how can I benefit from that? That sort of information makes people pay attention as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's this this uh, word that we use so often in our business differentiation. Right. Mm -hmm. And that to me, that means what's unique about your story. Well, you know, that's one of the things that I always look for when I talk to clients. You know, let's find out what it is you do and why it's important and who is important too. So, I mean, that helps focus because you're absolutely right. A lot of people think that they might have a nice brand new widget that everybody should want to have, but they can't explain why. If you can't explain why, what does it do for me, how is it going to help me become better at what I do, those kinds of things that people need to, to know. You know, what does it do for me and how is it going to help me improve what I do on a daily basis? Exactly right. And, and you know, I mentioned Joseph Campbell and Carl Young, uh, another wellspring for a lot of the work we do that comes from outside the marketing PR field is the work of Simon Sinek. And, you know, he's written three great books, the first of which was called Start With Why, which evolved from a TEDx talk that he did. Oh, man, that's more than 10 years ago. But what Sinek said about companies is this. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Mm -hmm. And for us, that animates exactly what you're talking about, Peter. We have to sit down with our clients and for our firms, too, and ask ourselves, why are we doing what we're doing? And when you peel back the onion and get to the very core essence of the story, you start to find the answers that will give clients and and give your agency the differentiation that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, perhaps there should also be a school, if you will, or a class for uh, for small business people to help them understand to elevate your business or get it seen that people need to understand how what you do can help them solve the problems that they have. That's what gets things moving forward. How can you help me do what I need to have done? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier that a part of our focus has been to get to the front of the value chain and marketing and, and PR. And, you know, that's been owned typically by something that, loosely we call branding or branding agencies or, or whatever. You know, it, it annoys me, Peter, for years the conference board would have an annual issue of its magazine, and for listeners who don't know, the conference board has been an organization of some of the largest uh, companies in the U.S. and, frankly, in the world, and their branding issue, it was just logos, okay? Mm-hmm. No, so no disrespect to people who do design because logos are important, but that's not your story. Okay, that's not what your your brand really is. And I don't want us as WordWrite or us as a profession to be muscled out of the conversation 
about the most important thing for our clients, and that is their story. Mm-hmm. This is why the subtitle of my book is Why Your Story Drives Your Brand. How many epic fails have we seen in the PR world in branding where for some reason people didn't think it all the way through and they focused too much on the colors of the logo and the tagline <laughs> and they didn't connect that to the very character and nature of the organization, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let me say this. A lot of times when I hear people say that they, they really need to have a logo, I, I'm not necessarily that big on them because they don't tell a story. I mean, having a symbol doesn't mean, uh, you know, unless you've been around for a long, long time, such as maybe McDonald's. But uh, you right. know, even IBM uh, just squeezed their name down to, uh, or what was it, International Business Machines. And that's uh, right. Esso, yeah. I think it was Exxon, uh, what it was, one of, it was an oil company, for, for whatever. They've squeezed that down. So, But having a logo for the sake of having a logo, I think, is pretty much a waste of time unless there's some real story to tell with that. Well, and in, in my book uh, and in a lot of the speaking I do, we talk about Nike and Southwest as two great examples of companies with uh, really well-executed capitalist stories. And in the case of Nike, oh, yeah, the swoosh is a great logo. That's not the sum total of the reason why people who love Nike love Nike, mm-hmm. right? It's because of the, the roots of the company and the, and, the, and the origin story, you know, Bill Bowerman and Phil Knight and Steve Prefontaine and Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan, et cetera, et cetera. It's because the capitalist story of that company is to be a champion for the rest of us. Not that I'm going to become Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods, but that by buying my equipment, my clothing, my accessories from Nike, even as a weekend warrior, I can be part of the same story that includes Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, right? Mm -hmm. That's what their story is. Now, yeah, when I see the swoosh from across the aisle in a store or on an online website, I remember that, just like you said about the McDonald's arches, right? But to your point, that's been an evolution because of the great story of the company, right? Right. It didn't just happen, you know, it would be backwards to start with the logo, I think, is, is your point. And I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. So, in sort of encapsulating a lot of things that, that you've just said, what would you suggest would be the most important question? And uh, there might be several of them, I think you pointed out, those important questions that both agencies need to ask of potential clients and then clients need to, or potential clients need to ask of an agency. Yeah, I think the, 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 the fundamental questions are the ones that, that we use to tease out the capitalist story concept. In our initial meetings, deep dives with a client, we will quite literally pull the leadership team together and we'll tell clients, this is the one time you'll, we need all you in the room at the same time. And we ask those four questions. Why did, would somebody buy from you, work for you, invest in you, partner with you? This episode, we're recording it in 2022, and we're in the middle of what some people are calling the great resignation or the great retention. Who the heck knows what it is? But in our industry, it has always been very important for a majority of our clients to be concerned about why somebody would buy from them and and hiring agencies to help them do that, right? Mm -hmm. But talent is another facet of the story, right? I mean... A capitalist story for an organization, Peter, it's like a diamond. It has, it's a jewel, and it has multiple facets. And what's attractive to employees might be a different facet of that jewel than what's attractive to clients, right? So when you get people together and you say, okay, leadership team, let's go through these four questions. 
today, the HR leader might have a great answer to that question that might help the sales and marketing team. Because in that organization, they may be in the most fierce war for talent in the most competitive mind space of anybody on the leadership team. And what they're learning about sharing the organization's story might be immensely helpful to the rest of the organization, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I think organizations, clients, and that agencies need to sit down and start with. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about why people buy from us, why people work for us, if investing is important, why they invest in us, and certainly partnering, whether you're an agency or or most of the clients we work with uh, have partnership relationships. What is it that attracts important stakeholders to us? Well, you know, one of the other things I think that also be, should be kept in mind on both sides of the table, so whether you're a potential client or you're an agency, is that uh, your people in your organization are also tools, if you will, of that. People, what they see and experience with those individuals is part of who you are. So people have to be on their toes all the time, how they present themselves, how they go about saying things, past history they have, those kinds of things a lot of people do look at in the process of making decisions, regardless of what direction it might be going in. Oh, absolutely. Uh, frequently when I speak, Peter, I use a, a quote from Anita Roddick, who is the founder uh, of, of the body uh, shop. And, and she said at one point, the great lesson of pre-industrial societies is the power of storytelling. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be great if all our employees were storytellers? Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely true today. And you know that is something that perhaps needs to be inculcated, uh, perhaps uh, in schools as well as uh, in all agencies. You know, we are storytellers, and uh, we need to make sure that you, in fact, can do a good job of telling our story. Oh, absolutely. You know, another one of the reasons why I, I reference Nike is because that's an example of a company. And there are many others, Procter and & Gamble, and I won't list them all, but hundreds of companies that have baked storytelling into the culture. But for more than three decades, you know, employee number four at Nike, Nelson Ferris, actually held the title of chief storyteller. Mm -hmm. And his job, when new employees came into the organization, was to make sure they knew the story of Nike. Mm -hmm. Simple as that, right? Um, there's even a group of people within Nike called Ekans, which is Nike spelled backwards, and they are the storytelling evangelists for the organization. And another company, they might be district or regional sales managers, whatever, it's highly competitive to become an Ekin, and part of the, the journey is to go out to Oregon and learn the story of the company so that when you're out in the field evangelizing for the brand, you are quite literally a storyteller for the company. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting as I listened to that a couple of years ago, we were hired by our, our airport here to produce an inboarding video for all incoming new uh, staff. And that video told the story of, it was the Nashville International Airport, all of the things that they did, it's not just planes going in and out of the airport. It's about who we are and what we do here. I mean, who knew that the airport owned the uh, office buildings and a lot of property surrounding the airport, that they have their own police department, their own fire department, all these kinds of things, how much they contribute to the um, city around it, bring in uh, students so they can see how the airport works. All of that is part of their story, and their linkage to the community that a lot of people may not have heard about. 
That is great, Peter. That's a great example because it's far too easy sometimes to forget that there's a lot more to the story than what you see at first, right? Mm-hmm. And just because planes are landing and taking off there, that's not the sum total for your client, right? That's right. A lot more happening there. Well, Paul, this has been a great uh, opportunity to hear a lot more about what uh, our Capital S story is and how we should fine-tune it to make sure it works in our in our behalf. So if you've got any parting words for our audience today. Well, I do, Peter. Thank you very much. I, just, I, I would encourage your listeners, and I know a lot of the folks in the audience are all certain agencies, claim your seat at the front of the table. Focus on the Capital S story of your clients. And certainly, as you suggested, Peter, take a look at your own story. What is it that causes you to stand out from your competitors? Is it because you can do press releases like they do? I think not. I think it's probably because there's something about your organization that is unique, and that is your story, and it's worthy of your development to give you the best advantage that you possibly could have in the marketplace of ideas. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with that uh, 100%. And I want to thank uh, my guest today, Paul Furiga, as the president and chief storyteller at WordWrite to Public Relations. And Paul, once again, thank you so very much for imparting all these words of wisdom to our, our listeners today. Well, thank you, Peter. It's been a great pleasure to be with you and with your audience. And uh, to my listeners, if you've enjoyed enjoyed the uh, segment today, certainly uh, we certainly look for a good review from you. And remember also that you can always pick us up on Amazon Alexa. Simply tell Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast. Thank you again, and we'll look for you for the next edition of the Public Relations Review Podcast. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.